live from Studio 4 in Johnston Hall. This is Sports Talk with your hosts, Nick Ormsby and Austin Rook. Hello and welcome to Sports Talk. This is your host, Nick Ormsby, joined by my new co-host, Austin Rook. How you doing today, Austin? I'm doing great. You couldn't keep me away, could you, Nick? I tried and I tried, but you always came back. Yep. yep. <laughs> what can I say? All right, let's get down to things right away. NFL. We had some interesting scores over the weekend, uh, two of the biggest ones being L.A. Rams over the New York Giants, 51-17, to and the Eagles, 51, Broncos, 23. What's, uh, what do you, what's your take on these two teams? I know L.A. is pretty new this year, and the Giants are struggling. What's, uh, do you see L.A. Be making something out of this or just kind of a fluke win? It's not a fluke, but in the division they're in, especially with Seattle having the ability to just flip a switch and rattle off four or five wins in a row at any given time, and the fact that they lost to them earlier this year when they should have beaten them. Um, the Rams are kind of, the Rams are very very good and but they're still a work in progress for me just because they need to be able to beat Seattle and they have to play Seattle right. in Seattle coming up yeah uh pretty soon so that but Seattle's I mean, had they, their problems they, they're this one year. of the best to, yeah i realize that and Washington just beat them in their own building right but i still think in order for the Rams to if in order for the Rams to make the playoffs You'd think that they're gonna have to win their division, because right. I'm not so sure. I'm not sure how she how Seattle's gonna gonna shake out. They could very well go nine and seven. They could very well go twelve and four still. Mm -hmm. So you never know. You never know um, with them. They're just an enig enigmatic kind of team. Right. Where I mean, so kind of I'm kind of pumping the brakes a little bit on the Rams. Um, I was watching a show this morning that had them that had the Rams in the top five in their power rankings. I actually mm -hmm. had them at number two. Okay, it's a little too high. Maybe right. top five. Yeah, maybe top five. They've earned that, but not not quite the second best team in the league this year. I uh -huh. think you uh, you might have to put Pittsburgh over them right now, but um, and maybe even New England. But they're kind of that's kind of they're kind of the same way as the Rams are kind of right. a work in progress. So. Right. so you know, you know, I'm just kind of pumping the brakes on the Rams. The Giants are – I'm not so sure whether – I mean, I, I don't know who's the most hapless team between those two teams, between either the Broncos or the Giants right now. They're both awful, right. both suffering from injuries and quarterback play. Mm -hmm. um, and the Patriots have the Broncos on Sunday night this week, and they always struggle in Denver. But to be, right. to be perfectly honest with you – I don't think that it's going to be that much of a struggle this year. One, because the Broncos have Brock Osweiler at quarterback, mm -hmm. Which, um, yeah, and and he beat them the last time that he was he was the quarterback in Denver. Right. And um, and I just think that Brady's playing on another level this year, even without all the weapons that he has, with all the injuries on offense and defense. Mm -hmm. Um, but and then you look at the Giants, who seemingly have quit on their coach. The Broncos aren't just aren't good. The fact that they don't have an offense is affecting that really good defense. Right. And um, it's hard for me to pick one of the one of the two teams that is like more sad than the other. Right. To be I honest mean, with you. I mean, the Browns went out all the way, but I I agree with you between the two of those. I mean, I could see the Rams doing something pretty impressive this year in their brand new stadium in the new city, coming from St. Louis, where they haven't had a good year since who knows when. Well, yeah, like maybe the greatest show on turf days back in the back fifteen years ago. Yeah, yeah a long I, time ago. Yeah, um, they've pretty much been 
the doormat of the NFC West for a very mm-hmm. long time. So pretty easy win. Um, you, you can just count the, the the two times you play the Rams as a win. But now this year they're kind of well, starting to put up a fight. Unless now. you're the Seahawks, in which case, I mean the Rams were right. awful the last two years before this year, and they still beat Seattle three out of four times, mm-hmm. which is hilarious. And they did have four <laughs> wins a season. Yeah. So I mean that's looking a lot like the Packers this year mm-hmm. with no quarterback play, awful defense, and now they've got a guy in Sean McVay that's barely older than us that is one of the best offensive minds, if not the me- the best offensive mind in the league, and look at them now. And Wade Phillips leading that defense coming right. over from Denver and Houston is impressive. They're yeah. they're very impressive. I'm pumping the brakes a little bit. As I said before, <laughs> I don't think they're Doesn't up. Doesn't sound like it. I don't think they're <laughs> – listen, I don't think they're up there yet. They very well could be. Rattle off a few more wins, get mm-hmm. to – what are they, 6-2, and two, something like that? Something like that, uh, yeah. They – maybe well. even – yeah, maybe even 6-3. and three, Like but they're one of the five teams that's 6-2 and two right now. Yeah, something like that. And if they get to 8-2, and 8-3, 9-3, and three, uh, yeah, I mean, they're going to make the playoffs. Right. I, I fully expect them to make the playoffs, and I fully expect them to win the division. Mm-hmm. The, uh, and I'd want to talk about this. Real quick, if you don't mind. No, go right the ahead. Thir- You're the thir- co-host. You could put all. Hey, okay, right okay, <laughs> all right. Yeah, I have to. I have to. You know, you're the you're the main host of the show, I should say. <laughs> but so the Thursday night game this week is Seahawks and Cardinals. Okay. A game that on paper doesn't seem like that it's that important, but when you think about it, if the Seahawks lose and the Cardinals win, they both have the same record. Right. Which would leave the Rams, I think, shoot. Maybe three games. They'd be two and a half with the potential to be three games up on both of those teams with, what, six, seven games to play. Right. Which is pretty significant, especially uh, with one more matchup between the Rams and the Seahawks right. in Seattle later in the, se- later in the season. That, there, for that division race, there might not be a more important game this year because if the, Se- if the Seahawks are three games back of the Rams with the way the Rams are playing this year. Right, there's no way they're going to catch them. They're not going to catch them. No way. Unless the Rams falter at some point, and then Seattle is able to beat them at home, right? And Seattle never sweeps the Rams, so I'm not getting. That's no given. Um, this this Thursday night game looks like a dud on paper, but it is very important for that division right. race. Absolutely imperative for the Seahawks to win this game because then the Cardinals come back into it, and they're only three games back with a right. backup quarterback, yeah. and no one's even talking about them because Drew Stanton's their quarterback and not and not aging Carson Palmer. Uh-huh. And then they've got aging AP in their backfield, giving getting 35 touches a game, which is ridiculous, by the way. Um, so, and I, if I had to pick a winner for this game, I, I know it's in Arizona, but I, I probably have to pick Seattle based on the fact that Arizona's best offensive player right now is Adrian Peterson, and he's just coming off of a 37-touch game. A 37-carry game right. at three receptions, so 40-touch game. So carrying the team. And he's, he's coming off, and he's coming on a short week, and he's 32, and that's ancient for NFL running backs. Right. I think Seattle's favored by about six points on the road, so when you flip, when you consider if Seattle was at home, usually they get six more points. So mm-hmm. really, you can consider Seattle about a 12- to 13-point favorite in this game. Okay. It's a little high. Interesting. But I wouldn't feel comfortable taking uh, taking them that high, especially when last game uh, last year when they played this matchup, it was six six in Arizona. I don't think that's going to happen again. I think there will be at least a couple touchdowns scored in this game. Right. But uh, my overall from, point, yeah. as much as I've been rambling here, no, go ahead. Is I that, enjoy the rambles. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm glad you do. But I, I mean, the overall point here is that there hasn't been a bigger game in this division all year, and there may not be another one. 
Right, because well, yeah. not concerning the Rams. Because once the Rams come out, yeah, if nothing happens in this game, the Rams take the Rams lead need Arizona. The Rams over. need Arizona to win, and they can pretty much kiss the uh, kiss any challenger to division goodbye. They're in right. the playoffs. All right. Well, talking about being uh, top of the top of their division right now, let's talk about Carson Wentz and the Philadelphia Eagles. Sure. And the absolutely incredible season. Are you that riding that Wentz wagon? I. Cannot be an Eagles fan. It goes against my morals being an Eagles fan. But I will 100% watch the Eagles and enjoy watching them play as sure. Carson Wentz is in his third year. Second. Is it his second year? Sorry, yeah, second year. Sorry. The um, Most most quarterbacks, when they get into their second year, they start to slump Yeah, the dreaded, the dreaded sophomore slump. Yeah. And now we're seeing guys like Jared Goff from the Rams and Carson Wentz from the Eagles right. won two picks in the draft last year. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're they, kill, t- they are they, they absolutely killing it. They didn't have a freshman year, but now they're in their sophomore year. They're Yep. They're Carson Wentz it. is just destroying the NFL right now. He mm-hmm. leads the league with 23 touchdown MVP? passes. Yeah, it's, MVP? Yeah, it's absolutely incredible. Yeah. Him and Brady, man, they've they've set themselves apart from the rest of the pack this year. It's, it's and incredible. And I think, and to be honest, I mean, you look at a guy like Deshaun Watson before he got hurt, what is a shoe right. in for, uh, for rookie of the year. Right. Um, I hope he still gets it even with the injury. <laughs> yeah, that's going to Kareem Hunt, <laughs> buddy. Uh, I mean, yeah. The MVP race is pretty much down to the one guy in each conference at this point. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, we could always include Aaron Rodgers in there if he wasn't hurt, but right injuries do that to a right. team. Right. <sighs> um, yeah, Carson Wentz has been super, super impressive. And last year he was impressive too. Before they hit that snag in the middle part of the season, they mm-hmm. were they were what four and zero something like that uh, at one point last start. year. So the, the Eagles are coming up right now. It's the Eagles incredible. only their only losses to Kansas City when Kansas City was on a. Was on a freaking tear, and they were in and they were in at Arrowhead in that game. And I actually picked the Chiefs to beat the Eagles in that game, and sure enough, the Eagles are eating eight and one. Right. So I mean, and I'm out of my survival pool last uh, now. So <laughs> uh, I mean, listen, um, the Eagles are the over, overwhelming favorite in the NFC to go to the Super Bowl at this right. point. They're e- they're even the have they even have the best odds in the NFL to go to the Super Bowl over the Patriots at this point. I'm not surprised by that. And at all. Um, whether they get there. That remains to be seen because generally that organization chokes in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But they have, they have. Well, they just especially up especially Jay, with Jay Ajayi uh, yeah. from Miami. They just picked him they up. They now He's have a run, now. they now have a decent running game. They have a throwing game. They have a running game. They can do whatever they play. They want special on the field. teams it's well. They play. They're playing they're defense right well. They rush the passer well. Yeah. Their secondary is good. They are the most complete team in the NFL right now, bar none. Mm-hmm. Whether uh, whether or not. They go far in the playoffs right. remains to be seen. As long as they stay, I think as long stay as they relatively, and they're doing this. All, speaking of staying healthy, yeah. they lost their left tackle for the season to a torn up knee. Okay. So, and Jason Peters is one of the best left tackles in football, even at 35 years old. Right. His career is probably over. Yeah. So you're looking at so, you're yeah. looking at um, you're looking at the best team in the league without a left tackle, with a newfound running game, young quarterback, complete defense. Jordan Hicks from uh, is out for the year two on that defense. They're mm-hmm. middle linebacker, so uh, it's impressive how they can overcome injuries. And it's like a little like the Patriots' next man up mentality. They're mm-hmm. they're thriving on that right now, and it's right. it, I mean it's super impressive. Eight and one, come on, man, that's that's pretty good. And that division, yeah, I nice. I'm thoroughly impressed with the Eagles this year. I did not expect. You think oh Philadelphia Eagles. When I think of the Eagles, I think of the movie Eagles Invincible. Cowboys this year. <laughs> they still have to play twice. I mean, yeah. we'll, well, the we'll figure out. Doing we'll, too hot this year, though. The Cowboys are pretty what good. Zeke's gonna do. The pretty the Cowboys are good when they have Elliott. When they don't have Elliott, well, I think that he'll probably have to set out at least a few games this mm-hmm. year. 
um, they they're gonna struggle. Games. They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna struggle. With him, they are very good. They're as good just as good as they were last year. Without him, eh, not so not so good because they don't really have a running game without him. Mm-hmm. I definitely. The Eagles do. They have five running backs yeah, that they can go point, to. Yeah, it's Clement, Ajay, Smallwood, Blunt, Barner. My God. It's they're stacked. If they yeah. don't honestly at this point, like if as long as they can stay healthy, they I are can the see Atlanta. The Eagles, of I can see la- the they are the Atlanta it. of last year. If they yeah. don't, ma- well, actually, let me correct my statement because Atlanta was four and three last year after seven games. Okay, the same as this year, but and now they're four and four. So right. you're looking at Atlanta type team, I should say, a team that looks like. That yeah, they they should be able to go to the Super Bowl. Right, they're just firing. They're just clicking on all cylinders, and no one can stop them right now. If they don't make it to the Super Bowl, I will be thoroughly shocked to see who else makes it over them. They could, yeah, it could I mean, just you could see a team like playoffs, you could see a team like Minnesota getting there. You could see a team like the Rams getting there. Mm-hmm. You could see a team like Seattle getting there. Right. Um, Carolina, eh, Maybe not really. What, New Orleans, I forgot about New Orleans. How about that turnaround? That's yeah. pr- that's pretty impressive. Um, a team that started out 0-2 with an awful defense has completely flipped the switch, and now mm-hmm. they're 6-2. and Right. Um, looked awful on defense in the Pats game look, uh, in Week 2. Looked awful on defense the week before that. Um, and have just slowly been improving and improving. They have a pass rush now. They've got a decent uh, Marshawn Lattimore Defensive Rookie of the Year probably in that secondary out of Ohio State. Very impressive what the Saints have done in mm-hmm. the last few weeks, and yeah. they're gonna. And I fully expect them to continue to do that as well. They're playing the Bills this week, coming off a tough loss at, uh, on last Thursday right. against the Jets. So, right. yeah, I'm, New Orleans is very impressive so far. It's. Uh, it seems like the NFL is really shaping up to be uh, Parody. a pretty, a pretty well, good listen, season this listen, so far. Listen though, th- this, around all this, the speculation, the NFL everything. season you could consider kind of a dud, but like, I, I think. I think that there are a bunch of teams where you could say that the, you could say that anybody in any conference is going to the Super Bowl right. at this point. Right. The Eagles may be the favorite, but you wouldn't be shocked if a team like Minnesota had a whole, had a home Super Bowl. You wouldn't uh, be shocked if a team like the Rams, who's also playing every bit as well as the Eagles right now, mm-hmm. uh, hanging fifty-one up on the on the Giants, who are also supposed to have a decent defense. Um, you, I mean, you've got a team like Detroit that's coming up. New Orleans, Carolina, uh, right. that's just in the NFC. In the AFC, you've got the Patriots, you've got the Steelers, you've got the Jaguars that are pretty mm-hmm. pretty dang good. The Bills, Bills aren't doing too bad this year. The Bills aren't doing too bad. Yeah, I mean, listen, um, the amount of parity in the NFL is probably gr- greater this year than most years. I mean, generally, you've got the two two top teams in each league, but mm-hmm. now you've got four. You've got five top well, yeah, teams in each there's league. There's five teams tied at six and listen, two right now. Uh, yeah. Listen, the NFL, you can say that that's a dud. For, of a season, but it's still, I, I think, I don't agree with that. I really don't. You can say that the product isn't exciting, isn't as exciting on the field, mm-hmm. but it, the result of that is that you're getting all these teams in the hunt for a playoff right. race, in the hunt for a division race that you otherwise wouldn't see. You wouldn't see the Jacksonvilles on a given year. You wouldn't see the Rams on a right. given year. You wouldn't see the Texans before Deshaun went down getting uh, in on a given year. Right. Tennessee, we're completely forgetting. They're five and three, mm-hmm. uh, and they've played pretty awful bad. this year, and still are five and three. Right. So that's that's that that's an achievement. Um. And then you've got the mainstays of the NFL, the Patriots, the Steelers, the Eagles, right. um, the Vikings, the Seahawks. Yeah, I mean, the, just the amount of parity in, this, mm-hmm. in the NFL this year is, I mean, it, 
I would say this is one of the best seasons the NFL may be having at this point with teams, but because of all this speculation around all of these protests and everything, people just don't care anymore. And, like, they're not seeing the fact that... It's a shame. They're not seeing that all these teams are doing so well. The fact that they have to let that ruin their their product is is their own problem, to be honest with you. Um, I I couldn't care less. They can do what they want. Um, Honestly, as I long hope as Kaepernick it doesn't dilute back this year. As long he as it does, he might go to the Packers. So. I, that's what I was thinking. The Packers but or listen, the uh, who else seems quarterback? Texans. Uh, that's it. Yeah, listen, I was thinking one of the two. As long as it doesn't dilute the product on the field, which it's not. Right. I don't care. I don't care. Yeah. They can. They're welcome to do whatever the heck they want. Kneel, um, stand, take a seat, I plank on not. the field. I don't care. I so do just go out there and play. Let's go out there and play the game. Plank on the field. That now that do the mannequin <laughs> challenge in the exactly. middle of a football game. Yeah. I don't care, Nick. I don't. As long as you're playing the game, I, I really don't care either. It's, I want to go out there and I want to see big hits. I want to go see great one-handed catches. I want to see fantastic yeah. 80-yard runs, and that's what we're getting this year. And people just don't care because they're so focused on people not standing up for the national. They're so anthem. focused on their own beliefs they can't account for others. Exactly. I mean, listen, um, it, it's just a shame, and that's all I'm going to say about yeah, that. I, I um, agree with you. Before we get too too into this conversation, I think we should switch over. I think we should switch over now. It's a good time to switch over. We'll uh, we'll switch over to the NHL. Uh, right now, it's looking a lot, lot of new stuff going on in the NHL right now. Some of the same leaders in the standings. Eastern Conference is New Jersey, and then Columbus, Atlantics, Tampa Bay, followed by Toronto. The Central Divisions, the uh, St. Louis Blues, followed by Winnipeg, and then Pacific, LA, and Vegas. Do any of these teams sitting up here in the top two of each division surprise you this year? Other than Vegas, but we talked about Vegas a lot. Can you say those teams again? Uh, Easterns, New Jersey, and Columbus. Yeah, New Jersey. They were pretty bad last year. I mean, they had Columbus the has been mediocre too. I'm surprised. Columbus had the a top. really good win streak last year, and then they just they just. Uh, kind of peter- faltered, kind yeah. of just petered out in the playoffs. Um, New Jersey's a good sight to see up New there. New Jersey, I yeah, agree. that that. I mean, other than Vegas, yeah, I certainly say New Jersey. They're a pretty young mm-hmm. team. They're uh, that's probably the biggest shock of them all. Especially you don't think you don't think Winnipeg's the biggest shock? <sighs> I, I mean, they're the they're Jets a solid team. They're sitting at eight and three and three right now. Uh, but they've 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 got uh, I can't remember his name off the top of my head right now. But the guy's on a ten point. Streak right now. He's third in the NHL behind uh, the two Tampa Bay players. I can't think of his name. It's really bothering me too. Is it the young kid, or is it? I think he's he's not a veteran, but he's been in the year a couple years. He's been in the league a couple years. It's not the we- guy. Oh man, I can't think. It's of not either. Wheeler. I don't think it might be Wheeler. Shh, what's his name? Shifley. Shifley. Is it that? It? Is it that? It? I'm gonna look it up. <laughs> I have no. Yeah, you're gonna have to. But look yeah, it up so there. Uh, I'm I'm actually I'm a little surprised to see Winnipeg. Up there, just because I Winnipeg mean, generally. Uh, I don't think Winnipeg has made the playoffs since they became Winnipeg. No, I don't think so either. I, um, I really don't think so. Yeah, I mean, listen, they. Uh, to be honest with you, I, uh, to be, they must have some sort of a fan base up there because Mark Scheifel. Mark Scheifel, yeah. 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 So yeah, that's what I figured it was, um, because I was following. Uh, the Dallas Stars game the other night, and he was score. He I think he scored two goals and had an assist, something like yeah. that. So yeah, I mean, sure, uh, Winnipeg's up there, but again, we had this conversation last time. We're 14 games into a season, right? Mm-hmm. He had a hat trick against Dallas. That's yeah. yeah. 
Uh, we're 14 games into an 82 game season, Nick. Correct. Yeah, we always talk about all that. of this I know. is relative. <laughs> all of this is relative. I, you know, I just, I just like talking about it. See, you could have a team in new. last right now and make the playoffs. Well, like Edmonton is in second last right now. I could. Edmonton is still, still one, one of the most talented teams in the league. So. Right. All right. Well, we'll we'll move on since uh, since there's a lot to talk about. So the newest trade that came out of the NHL, the uh, the three team trade between Ottawa, Nashville, and the Avalanche. Uh, Matt Duchesne is sent to the Ottawa Senators. Kyle Terrace is sent to Nashville. And the Avs receive about seven different picks, uh, being three from last year, three from the upcoming years, and a goalie. Who comes out on top here in this trade? Ottawa gets a great center. Maybe Matt Duchesne. Nashville. Yeah, I mean, well, he wanted to get out of that organization. Maybe Matt Duchesne comes out on so top hard. of any, uh, over anybody because he wanted out of that organization awful. Mm-hmm. The Avalanche get a bunch of assets. Right. Back, as you said, and uh, before we started, I, you listed all of them off for me. Right. And I, it just yeah. get, went on and on and on. Yeah. So it seemed like for a guy that wanted out of there so bad, they didn't want him to be out of there so bad. They wanted that, to make sure they sense. got their money's worth for him. Yeah. Which I mean, the guy, I honestly think the guy did. is, I mean, somewhat inconsistent. Somewhat inconsistent. I mean, he's generally one of the one of the better players in the league, but. Um, well, I would, I would take a, that up to day. not being wanting to do – he doesn't want to be in the avalanche. I think he just kind of – I'm not even going to say he gave up, but he just was disinterested in playing for him, and that's why he wanted yeah, to get out so bad. Yeah, but why is that? I mean, they've got, a, they've got a team with some young, decent players. I think he just was tired of uh, – they, they weren't going anywhere. They weren't doing anything, which mm-hmm. is what he really wanted to do, and now he's running – I think he's running first-line center right now in Ottawa, mm-hmm. and he's just starting there. Well, like, I think Kyle Turris was doing that or was on second line for Ottawa or something like mm-hmm. that, at least in the playoffs last year he was. Yeah. But um, a guy like Matt Duchesne who yeah, – I mean, is he better than Kyle Turris in that spot in, in Ottawa? Maybe. Remains uh, to be seen. Yeah, we'll see. Um, we'll give it a couple games. And, and Ottawa's a team that should be able to make the playoffs. They've got all the pieces. They've got a decent goalie. They've got an all-world a lot of young defenseman and Eric Carlson. Stars. So, yeah, I mean, sure, uh, it's going to benefit everybody in mm-hmm. the long run, to be honest with you. I mean, Nashville needed probably needed a guy like Turris at center. So, um, right. yeah, I think it Nash- is what it is. I, 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 could see, I mean, the Avs receive, what, two, two picks from Nashville from the last two years, one pick from Ottawa, and then – three next year picks or two picks from next year and one from 2019. I still think that Nashville comes out in a pretty good spot on this. They're not doing too well. They're sitting in fourth right now, I believe in their division. They're right behind the avalanche, but they've just been struggling offensively this year. And I mean, and defensively as well, but their offense hasn't really been generating a lot of goals. And I think a new center in Kyle Turris is going to be able to help them generate a lot more offense when it comes to, to game time, like when they need a goal, he'll be able to step up and help them out. Yeah, uh, like we'll see. Uh, like, like I said, I mean, it's early, um, but you look at a team like Nashville that should be in the playoffs. Ottawa should be. Right. Colorado, you can argue, argue should be per, should be knocking on the door of the playoffs mm-hmm. at least, um, especially with Nathan McKinnon still there. Right. Uh, they have a lot of young, a lot of new young guys too. Yeah, yeah, in. yeah. Tyson Berry as well. Yeah, I mean, look, they should be all. All of these teams should. Be, I wouldn't be surprised if they're in the playoffs at the end, especially. I mean, even Colorado. Mm-hmm. Um, getting ma- getting a getting a malcontent round. like Duchesne out of there uh, could very well breathe new life into the team. Yeah. So you never know. I agree. I think that it's going to be and kudos this, for this, jo- this kudos for Joe Sackick getting what right. he got. This trade's going to be fun to watch in the next coming weeks to see how well these players do end you up doing. You don't see it. trades like this very early in the NHL season no. either. 
This is they they listed this as one of the big blockbuster trades of of any you of don't all even the see NHL. that during the trade yeah. deadline in February. Yeah. So yeah, I mean it's it's big news for mm-hmm. sure. All right, well, we were talking about uh, playoffs. Let's get into the MLS Cup playoffs. Uh, Columbus and Toronto, Houston and Seattle are up next week. What's uh, let's we'll talk about the Columbus Toronto game. You know, Columbus is basically fighting for their right to be a team in Columbus right now, and Toronto is the they're the returning champs, right? They won last year against Seattle. Seattle won last Seattle. year. They, they, they won in back. Toronto. Right. Toronto's down Josie Alzador and Sebastian Giovinco for this first leg against Columbus. What's, uh, how do you see this, this game kind of pandering out in this? Toronto is probably going to need to park the bus. That might, okay. Especially without your two best players in there. They want as little damage as possible right. so that they can come back in the second leg and mm-hmm. kick butt. And they're playing in Columbus right now too. So if they sl- if they can even just solidify one goal and get that away goal, one away goal would be that awesome. Would be incredible um, but I don't think they think that it's. I think I could see them pushing for one goal mm-hmm. and then park and then parking it right there. Okay. Um, because I truly think that in the second leg, once they get Altidore and Giovinco back, and if right. they have a one nothing lead, if they have a two one lead, they're gonna hit. They're gonna put pedal to the metal and really go at go at Columbus because Columbus is basically playing. For their, on for their a high team. right now yeah. of we don't know if we're going to be in Columbus right. beyond next year. Right. Um, that's pretty much all they have going for them. Toronto's the more mm-hmm. talented team. They're the more well-rounded team. They should get at least one goal in right. Columbus. They even get one goal, and it's 1-1. One, one, they still mm-hmm. have the upper hand. Right. So uh, I'm going to have to disagree with you, Austin. I, I think Toronto's going to come out here, and they're going to try and put them to bed Right away in Columbus, they played yeah. the last time they played him was in May. That, whoa, 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 granted, whoa, granted, granted it was May. Wait a minute, long time wait ago. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. What I said is that they're going to come out, put it to bed, but they're only going to score one goal, and then uh, they're going to put it. Part of putting put to four. putting it to bed, yeah, not without Altidore and Giovinco. They're not. The last time they played him without him, they won five zero in May. I which was when Columbus was kind of like, yeah, okay, we're not a team anymore. Now they have a lot more life. Granted, give it, give that to them, but. They played him without Giovinco and without Altidore to beat him 5-0 in Columbus. This leg is finishing 1-1. You think so? 1-1. I'm going to put it at 2-0 Toronto. 1-1. All right, all right. Houston-Seattle. Houston coming off this big win against Tim, against Portland in Portland, 2-1 to one to win on aggregate. Seattle, I can't remember what they did, but I'm, I'm pretty sure they won comfortably. Uh, they are the returning champs. They beat Vancouver. Right, okay. Seattle did. They be, yeah, they beat Vancouver. What? Uh, how do you see this game pandering out? I honestly didn't know that the Dynamo were this good. I um, that, see that beating Portland. They're shocking everybody. At this beating point. Portland was pretty impressive. And yeah. Portland was the number one seed. In the I West, hate it. So I'm a big Portland fan, and I just can't stand. It. I watched that game happen, and I watched them get that second counterattack, and I was like, all right, we're done. Like this isn't even this isn't um, fun to watch anymore. Houston <laughs> is pretty impressive, but uh, Seattle has all their key cogs. Mm-hmm. They have Dempsey, they have Morris, they have Ladero, Roldan, right. Alonzo. Mm-hmm. Uh super impressive. And okay. Stefan Fryingle still. Right, of course. So you're looking at you're looking at the defending MLS Cup champs. You right. can't really count them out. They should be able to beat Houston over two legs. I don't un- I, no matter how good Houston's playing right now. Right. Seattle See, I'm thinking Houston's going to come out of there again. I Seattle, think. Seattle should be able to take care of this. Oh, business. I think they should be able to, but Houston coming off that high of beating Portland, 
in Portland. I and they were they were talking about how yeah, but uh, you could say that they're also doing for a letdown. That's true, but they they were. I, I read an article this morning about how the um, how Houston has they haven't had a set roster like a set starting eleven the entire season. They've been rotating in between thirty to forty players. That's through the entire wow. season, and, and yeah, that's what I was saying. I was like, that's incredible, and they were talking about how. Um, they had to sub off one of their star defenders because of a quad injury, and they put in I just I, I say just a random guy, but I because I don't know him, but I assume just he's a pretty good defender. He said he felt as comfortable as in as if it was a normal game because they've been rotated in all season. Mm. That's why I think Houston's going to have the amount of squad depth. I mean, that's pretty exactly, impressive, and you yeah. don't usually get that in MLS. So mm-hmm. uh, that's why I think they're going to be able to take him down. I still think Seattle's going to win it two one, especially 2-1? in the first okay. leg. I think, I think it's going to be a 1-1 tie in Houston, and then I think they go back to Seattle, and I think they take an away goal, just like they did to Portland. And I think it's going to be an interesting matchup. I'm, I'm very, disagree. very interested to see how these uh, these games play out, play out against the MLS Cup. Well, we'll move on to uh, our final discussion topic of the day, being uh, the English Premier League. Let's uh, let's talk about the big the big news coming from there this Moisey? week in David Moyes oh my God. signing as the new coach for West Ham, who's sitting comfortably at two, three, and six, eighteenth place, right in the top of the relegation zone. What? What? Why? My only question is why West Ham? Why would you hire? Because they couldn't David get anybody Moyes? else. Fair enough. I mean, yes, but this guy's terrible. He couldn't even finish the season at Manchester United. Has made it. He's made a bunch of questionable decisions. Is yeah, manager of multiple clubs. Uh-huh. He was a legend at Everton, but has done absolutely nothing since. Is more. He, I think he should be managing the championship. To be honest with you, and he very well could be next year. Right. Uh, he even came out and said that he thinks that West Ham is going to be one of the most offensive attacking teams. That's in not the what EP. they need, though. Oh and he God, says that – well, I mean, he says we should be in a better position, and I believe oh. they will come out in the middle of the pack this year. Is he just he's, – See, West Ham fans would take 17. See, West Ham fans would take 17. Out of relegation listen, zone. I think anybody would take 17, to yeah. be honest with you, unless you're a top six club. Right. Like, I mean – As long as you're not relegated at that point. Unless you're fighting cares. for top four every year. Right. You're, Which is 16th, you're basically. Fight, you're basically hoping for 17th. So they're, <laughs> they're going down, man. Yeah, so going down. I I think he's going to put them Moyes in the relegation zone. Awful. You say, gonna, yeah. you say he's going to be in the Champions League. I say he's in the Champions League with West Ham next year because they're going to championship. championship. Yeah, sorry, not champions. He uh, a team that a team in Sunderland that was perennially struggling to stay in the Premier League but barely staying up. He he was like, all right, I'm just going to take him down. Yeah. Uh, made a questionable decision to go manage at Real Sociedad in Spain. Didn't know the, any of the language. That was a fail. Man United <laughs> yeah. ruined them for ha- for three seasons. Ruined them for pr- three seasons. He ruined Louis Van Gaal's Even though chances. he was only there for not God, even a full season, eight months, not yeah. even. Uh, uh, he's just he's so just bad. yeah. I don't understand why anyone would want to rehire David. Morris. And I also think that the the timing of sacking. Slavin Bilic, the manager, of West, the former manager of West Ham, now mm-hmm. was a little odd because they lost three nil to Brighton, and you'd think that losing that bad to a newly promoted team right. would probably be the end of it. Right. But instead, losing four one to Liverpool is the one that does it. That's kind of puzzling. I think they waited a little too late, mm-hmm. 
maybe they could have gotten somebody other than David Moyes if they had yeah. fired if they had fired Billich after what uh, West Ham lost to Brighton. But right, oh man, it's uh, I feel bad. I do. I feel bad for the West those Ham fans. Fan, those fans point. are are loyal fans, but yeah. they're they're going down. Man. He said he said he wanted to go. I, I watched an interview last night. He said he wanted to go to a club with a good chance, a big fan base, and he wants to go to a big club. Well, the problem is, is they have the players to stay up, one hundred percent. Right. They will they can not do have it. Them. I think they can do it. They can stay. They might have at to do 17. it. In sp- they might have to do it in spite of David Moyes. Right. I don't think that with David Moyes. I think David Moyes is going to take it. And especially them since West Ham still have a. Over the over Christmas time, they, they have a have tough a, set of games coming up. Yeah, they, they have Arsenal to play. They have Chelsea to play. Mm-hmm. They have Man City to play. It's not fun. They have to win most, if not all, of their games that aren't top six clubs. Well, I mean, uh, they, all they have to do is, what? They have to jump up one position. I don't know who's in seventeenth right now. Uh, it might be. Oh, is Everton up? They might be fifteenth. Everton's fifteenth. Okay. I don't know who's seventeenth right now. Uh, Sw- Swansea's nineteenth, and Palace is twentieth. Right. That much. Right. So I mean, as long as they beat, as long as they have more wins than that team above them, and they stay out of relegation zone, I think West Ham fans will do. be happy for now. That's all they need to do. Seventeen. Yeah. He's an interim coach, I think. I think once they, Marco if they can Silva stay was off. great for Hull last year, and he couldn't kept, he couldn't get them up. Mm-hmm. Or stay, he he couldn't uh, keep them in the league. Right. So I guess it depends. It just depends on if he can motivate the players. I think that West Ham can stay in the league. West Brom might be seventeenth. I I don't know. I'll have to look it up. They might be actually. Okay, regardless, we'll move on to our last little topic, talking about the table. Uh, top Bournemouth six. Bournemouth is 17th, by the way. Bournemouth, okay. West Brom 16th. Oh, I think they can take over Bournemouth. I think they could easily do that. What's, they probably, what, have three or four wins right now? Yeah, three, so, I think so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, listen, West Ham should be able to stay up. They have, the, they yeah. have more talent they than Bournemouth. They have the power. They, they have the fa- better fan base, better stadium. They, they should be able it. to stay they, up. Yeah. There is no excuse. If they don't, I... <laughs> They will automatically blame David Moyes, of course, but I could even see them. With that new stadium, if they get relegated to the championship, oh. what a laughing stock that would be. Exactly. Out. So they they need to stay in the league mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move. Since we're speaking about the table, let's move on and talk about that. Uh, City, of course, sitting up top 10 and 1, 31 points. They play Leicester this weekend, should easily go to 11 and 1. Uh, United, 7 2 and 2, tied with Spurs. 23 points, only up on goal difference. Uh, United plays Newcastle this weekend. Spurs play Arsenal. Do you see United taking over and Spurs taking that second Arsenal spot? This weekend? Oh, yeah. wow. I think United's uh, going to take that second spot. Yeah, you points. know, I could see it. Um, but Spurs are so much better than Arsenal now. Then I can see them winning 3-1. <laughs> Right. Uh, I don't see United losing. And Harry Kane's going to be playing. Right. And he's now back from not playing for a little while as well. In the end, I think Spurs are going to end up finishing second when all said and done in May. Okay. United will probably finish third, right. but uh, I think top as long as you're top four, I don't care. Yeah. Well, as long <laughs> as you're top three, because then you don't have to play in the qualifying round. Oh, very true. But uh, well, regardless, you should beat anybody in the qualifying round. But, uh, yeah, I'm not uh, too worried about that. But listen, yeah. Um, uh, all things considered, uh, United may be in second after this weekend. Mm-hmm. As you said, I think they, Spurs are going to be there at the end of the year. I think they could be tied again at the end of the year. Spurs are going to be there at the end of the year. Trust me. Just as long as Spurs don't put up five goals. That's all I care about. That's the goal differential right now. <laughs> That's all we're holding on to. But uh, moving down to fourth place is Chelsea. And at 22 points, they play West Brom. I don't see them having a problem this week. Uh, and then fifth and sixth, we have a tie between Liverpool and Arsenal. Um, Liverpool is actually up 
on because they're equal on goal difference. They're up on goals four by one point. They they'll, play be, s- oh, oh, they'll be up on goals four from on most teams. <laughs> yeah. Goals against, uh, not right, so much. Right, They play Southampton this weekend, yep. uh, and then Arsenal, of course, play Spurs. I think Liverpool is going to end up taking that fifth spot and getting away from the tie just with Arsenal. I think Arsenal is not going to be able to beat Spurs. Mm-hmm. As long as they keep that goal differential down. That's all I care about. You want to talk about such an enigma- enigmatic team. Liverpool struggle against mid-table to end-of-the-table mm-hmm. sides. Yeah, they play well at the top. I don't yeah. get it. Yeah. Well, really not not so much this year though. I mean, they tied Man United. They right. got blasted by City, but then again, everyone's, everyone's been, been blasted by, by City. Yeah. Um they've still yet to play Chelsea and they got blasted by Spurs. Right. So they're better against the mid-table sides than they have been in the past. Mm-hmm. And they're worse against the top sides than they have been in the Do past. Do you think that's Klopp effect or just I them not know. playing? I don't know. I, I mean, I still think they're going to end up nervousness? finishing. I, they're still going to end up finishing fifth regardless. Oh, yeah. I think the end of this is kind of irrelevant. So um, all things considered, Liverpool and are probably never, ever going to finish below than eight, more below than eighth. Right. Um, so... It is what it is, man. I, I think that facing a team like Southampton, you should win. I don't care if it's two one. I don't care if it's five one. When it all when it all when all things are considered, you know one. Th- um, you know you can get two things out of a Liverpool game. You're gonna get one goal from the th- from the front three, right? Or, or you're gonna get a goal what, from Coutinho, I, Coutinho Salah. Coutinho, Salah, Firmino, and Mane. Right. One of those four are going to score in um, every yeah. game. I, I'd hope and you're score. also going to get a colossal defensive mistake mm-hmm. uh, or two right. from either the goalkeeper or the back four. Right. It happens every game. So as many as long as they win 4-2, I don't, I don't care how many goals they give up. Right. And you're not going to win very many tie. You're not going to win very many tiebreakers, but to the right. point where, like, if you're scoring four goals a game, you're not going to have to worry about tiebreakers, even right. if you are giving up two. Exactly. So, I mean, Liverpool have given up what the third most goals in the league this year, mm-hmm. and they're in fifth. Exactly. That yeah. shows how potent their offense is. It's I have Firmino on my uh, my fantasy team. He's actually putting up a decent amount of points each yeah, week. Pr- I mean, he's been pretty good. He's kind <laughs> of under the, under the radar. <laughs> Under the radar. I mean, Salah, Mane, Coutinho are their mm-hmm. main cogs. But listen, I mean, Firmino, Firmino's they're basically, he's playing, he's a center forward, right. like center attacking mid, but he, they're playing him as a striker. And right. He's th- and he's thriving. Yeah. He's doing, he knows how to place the ball well. He knows how he to does, read the field. He has he's the pace just, on either side. Of, place right he has now. the pace on either side of him. He gets poachers' goals in the mm-hmm. box. He's good at like, crossing the ball when it's finding targets. The Chicharito special. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of West Ham. <laughs> Speaking of West Ham, yeah. yeah. I mean, Chicharito's never scored a goal outside the box in his life. So, Firmino, Firmino I mean, that that's his new niche. It's a deadly it works combination. Definitely. It works for him, man. I, I mean, I, I enjoy watching Liverpool. I think they're one of the more fun teams to watch in the top six this year just because they're – if you're not a Liverpool fan, right. they're fun to watch if you're a neutral, but they're yes. agonizing to watch if you're right. a Liverpool if you're, fan yeah. like myself. My buddy's a fan. He just won't watch games most morning. He's just like, no, I know it's going to be like a bunch of goals to a bunch of goals, so yeah. I know what's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen, it's not working. It's not worth waking up at 6.34 any morning. I know you do Boss, that. I get up at 6.30 every morning. I don't know why you do that. I don't know why I you love torture soccer. yourself like that. I, I do too, but if it's a good I game, won't do it. Uh, my roommate's up for a Spurs game this, this morning. I'm like, no, like why? They play – I mean, I guess it's Arsenal, but like, are they playing early? I think it's six thirty game. They get up. They get up for every. They have every six thirty game. It's dedication. It's terrible. Uh, Man United doesn't play until like ten thirty. I love it. I can (laughs) sleep in. I'll take that all day. (laughs) 
All right. All right, well, Austin, this has been a good conversation. Thank you again for – I guess I can't even really say thank you for coming on my show because it's our show now. So hope you had a lot of fun talking that about our show. Lot. That really means <laughs> a lot, Nick. Thanks. All right, well, thank you, everyone, for listening to Sports Talk. This has been your hosts, Austin Rook and Nick Ormsby. Hope you have a good rest of the day.